Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Rapid Reviews Radio, episode 15. Um, I am your co-host, uh, Kylie Wild, and I'm joined by Pete Beckett. Um, Hello. And we're recording late tonight, so... <laughs> we are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little disoriented, but how has your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Had a good weekend away of just spending some time with a partner just because it's her birthday so yeah just decided to get away for the weekend which was quite nice. nice but i am actually quite surprised that we've hit more episodes than final <laughs> fantasy games oh my god <laughs> uh well in the numbered series anyway i was gonna say i was gonna say uh but yeah that is very true um hmm. I was trying to think of a witty comeback, and I have nothing in the tank. <laughs> no surprises there. There's nothing to be said about that. But how are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Um, all systems go for my Belfast convention. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's really shaping up. Uh, and for those who don't know, I am throwing a convention, I guess, hosting one, called Fanfare Belfast, and which... Yep. Pete will be running the uh, Smash Brothers tournament, so... Yes. Yeah. So, if it's a disastrous mess, I apologize. <laughs> it heard... won't be. No, it won't be at all. It, it's going to be great. Uh, it's <laughs> it's going to be absolutely fabulous. But... Of course it will be. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, over the weekend, I booked my, my flight and hotel mm-hmm. over to there, so you know full well that I'm definitely coming. Yep, which is good. I guarantee at least one attendance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then um if if no one shows up i'll i'll just it'll just be me and you in the tournament <laughs> yeah that would be cool we'll just start our own convention exactly. with blackjack and hookers <laughs> in fact forget about the convention <laughs> absolutely um so yeah uh I, it's i am full of energy like yeah ridiculous <laughs> so but I think we'll go over that in another episode anyway. In the future, we might talk oh, yeah, conventions yeah. properly. Yeah, as it gets closer and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, so we should probably... Oh, well, uh, I will I will say that uh, Pete did do a guest spot on the Caffeinated Banter cast. Yep, I did. Um, um, mm-hmm. So let me just say that... Uh, to the most normal viewers or listeners on here it might not be a very typical one because it's very not safe for work so yes. just be aware that there might be a few few more swears than normal <laughs> i i had a little listen myself uh this week and yeah it would be definitely nsfw if other ears are listening if that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> for sure, but it was a it was a lot of fun, and I have oh, to say thank you to the Caffeinated Bantercast for allowing me to derail their entire project. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a lot of fun. Um, absolutely, uh, it was it was good fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, some good uh, good info over there. Good banter. Uh, so well, should be really because it's called a bantercast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are out and about wanting to listen to you know more you need more pete content <laughs> not sure why anyone would want to but, but please go and support them not, yeah. if it's not just for me <laughs> uh yep yeah, absolutely um okay yeah. 
so we'll crack into some news shall we yeah absolutely straight into the news okay so um we've got a couple of rumors rumor stories and a potential leak story Mm -hmm. so i'll go with the rumor mill first but one of these has been deconfirmed since writing this document up yeah i'm disappointed because i was really excited about this (laughs) i know you were Yeah, this was tweeted out by EB Games of Canada, which is basically GameStop Canada, let's just say. Uh, Street Fighter V Champion Edition for Switch. Yes. Unfortunately, now deconfirmed by EB Games of Canada and also Yoshinori Ono of Street Fighter. It's... Of Capcom, sorry. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they basically... Apparently what was said about this was there was a marketing person who was writing this tweet up and accidentally put Switch when they meant to put PS4. Yes, that is the uh, excuse that they've mentioned. Yeah, I would say excuse. Yes, I would as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do have to admit, like I saw that come across uh, on, I believe I was on Twitter. Um, yeah. And my first thought was, was of you. Of course it was. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were talking off air quickly, and that was the first thing you mentioned. Was like, oh, is, you put this in the news? Oh, wait, yeah, you put it in the document. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> <laughs> ah, but so, yes, um, yeah. So, so how how what are your thoughts on that? I am curious. I'm a bit disappointed, but it's not a surprise, mainly because yeah. uh, Sony did actually fund. A- a lot of the development with uh, uh, Street Fighter Five, uh, meaning they had console exclusivity. Right. And if I'm perfectly honest with you, the new consoles around the corner, I think we might have a new Street Fighter coming anyway. That's that seems to be a very strong, uh, yeah, rumor. Um, yeah, I've heard yeah. the Street Fighter Six rumor since um, uh, since Capcom Cup last year, which was in December of 2019. Right. So. It's not really a surprise. What would be, I think, what would be a surprise is if it stayed exclusive to uh, consoles on PS5. Mm-hmm. But I do think they're probably going to go back to being uh, Xbox and Xbox and PS5 this time around. Because, well, Street Fighter 4 was on both consoles. I mean, uh, it's you know i think capcom are a little bit of a better position nowadays to actually put it out in multiple consoles just look at resident evil it's Mm -hmm. uh you know they've had that on xbox and and ps4 this time around you know resident evil 3 is getting the same treatment as well um monster hunter world has also come to xbox as well as ps4 Mm -hmm. so it, it just seems at the time um capcom weren't in a very good place that they needed help with the, the development right. side of it yeah and it's clearly paid dividends because it's worked oh, definitely absolutely yeah yeah but uh, but we always forget about the money the dark money pit that is street fighter oh, and street fighter 5 particularly yes it's wonderful uh dlc and <laughs> what is it fighters oh, pass what is it uh, uh yeah so they're now up to f- the four fighters passes Oh, Six gosh. characters at £25 a pop. Oh, gosh. Yeah, £100 on the fighters alone. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's not including stages, costumes, all that sort of nonsense. Oh, gosh. Which is why Champion Edition is looking like the better prospect for 25 quid. Right. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. But 
Mm-hmm. We do have another rumour that has been not been deconfirmed and has not been confirmed either. Right. Which I quite like. So we're going to talk Star Wars here. Yeah, which is always good. <laughs> yeah. So we all know that Respawn Entertainment put out what was probably the best um, Star Wars-based game since EA have held the licence. Mm-hmm. But they're... The rumour that came out a couple of days ago over the weekend was that apparently Respawn are going to be working on a remake to Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, oh, that would be amazing. Please do it. I I hope they do. Now, I've heard the opposite, but I'm a positive believer. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt, but I'm going to let you explain why you're a bit more positive about this. Um, Mostly I'm positive about it because I want it to happen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also think that, um, honestly, with the uh, success of, you know, the Resident Evil uh, redo, remake, um, I think a lot of companies are looking at that you know, model, that marketing model and going, oh, you know, we can make money on our old stuff. Kind of like what the, the cinema uh, land is doing. Oh, <laughs> uh, what with the cinematic universes and all yeah, that Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just re- retreading everything. Um, so yeah. I, it, it makes sense, like, from, again, from a marketing point of view that, uh, you know, to put out I mean, Knights of the Old Republic and one and two are very uh, highly esteemed games. They're very successful yep. games, um, also enjoyable. Um, <laughs> yep. But uh, so they wouldn't lose anything by. I don't think they it? would. Nope. But having even though I've said that, um, and yes, I optimistically hope it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's it's been said a few times that that's not going to happen. Um, uh, it's very low yeah. on the list of priorities. It's usually for sure. Yeah. I mean, I want it to. <laughs> oh, of course I do. But yeah. it holds such, like the game itself holds such a regard yeah. that if this remake was to be true, it's gonna it might disappoint a lot of people, and I think they're worried about that. I think that's always a risk. I think Final Fantasy VII is risking that. Huge. Um, that, yeah. That's a huge risk. And um, <clears throat> I think even Resident Evil, to an extent, risked that. Um, I'm going to disagree with you there, because I think um, since Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, and even to a certain extent Code Veronica came out... Mm-hmm. Uh, games have advanced quite a lot since those early 3D iterations mm-hmm. and tank controls were obviously oh, gosh. <laughs> it was particularly known for at that time which I mean it, it's great back then because we didn't know any better but now it's quite hard to go back and play it is again. It's so very much I think Resident Evil exactly I think Resident Evil 2 was absolutely primed for a remake uh, with the you know the 4, yeah. 5 and 6 and 7 kind of perspective and graphical mm-hmm. style and engine yeah it, I, it, I can see that i can see that i mean they kind of set precedent really when they did the the remake on the gamecube all those years ago anyway <laughs> yes <laughs> there you go so it's very true Cap- capcom are very known uh, once again for doing remakes they are they uh yeah 
They like to, uh, what is it? Get money from a turnip? God, I'm really bad at idioms. <laughs> I don't know, but they they do like to mine that gold mine as much. There you go. That makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah. Like they drill for oil until they can't find no more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, they run the well dry. God, I'm really yeah. bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say it kind of sounds like America in the Middle East, but let's not say any more oh. than that. Yes, while I'm hungry, I'm <laughs> I'm not um, saying anything more because Trump might come after me. <laughs> oh, God. Would not be surprised. <laughs> I wonder what kind of random nickname he'd come up for me. <laughs> you know, like kind of like how he um, yeah. was talking about Nancy Pelosi and all that. Yeah, uh, let's like see. Like creepy Joe Biden. Yeah, well, I was going to say he usually likes to alliterate, but no, you're right. He does say creepy Joe Biden. So uh, I was going to yeah. say petulant Pete. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh. But anyway, we'll move back on to Nice of the Old Republic. Because we had to talk about a Sith Lord in some way, didn't oh, we? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I love the Siths. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd i gladly go dark side anytime. Absolutely. They have the most passion and they deal in absolutes, which is what I like and am comfortable with. <laughs> I do like being good, but being good is boring sometimes. It is. It's very boring. And yeah, exactly. You can, you can have honor and, and be evil because evil is just a uh, perspective. Exactly. You might not consider yourself evil, but That's everyone right. else does. Yes. I can say that that is very true in my life. So. But, I, but I am pretty sure that Darth Vader was very evil. Yeah. Until the very end. Oh, gosh. I have to say, I know we're going off on a tangent, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's all relevant. We're all still talking Star Wars here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, when I was a kid and I saw uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back and mm -hmm. the reveal and oh yeah that ending scene i was just like i love darth vader so much <laughs> i was yeah. like five and i loved him and cheered for him because yeah, i'm of course a dork you yeah i was like he had a good heart the whole time he was just really wounded <laughs> yeah of course he was yeah and, uh, uh, and, then, and then George Lucas kind of oh ruined that gosh. with episode three, yeah. uh, episode one, two, and three, yeah. let's just say. And then Disney ruined Star Wars even further. Yes, I will say this. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, and who isn't? Um, uh, let me just say I'm not anymore. Well, when I say that I'm a Star Wars fan, I strictly mean the original three. Okay, yeah, and I'm, I'm still a fan then. Yeah, and some of the expanded literary universe. Which now no longer exists because Disney pretty much destroyed yeah, that it. and said that it didn't exist. But, I know, exactly. It's like, oh, thanks, that, that were my, you know, childhood and teenage years. Um, <laughs> but, um, if you actually read the novelization of uh, part three, uh, yep. Revenge of the Sith, it's actually really good. Oh, of course it is. I've read it as well. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's you get a lot more insight. It's not rushed. It makes more yeah. sense. There's a lot more logic to it. 
Um, and you don't have that mm. terrible no part of the end. God. <laughs> I might find the sound clip and just put that in after that, that you just said that. Yes. I no. <laughs> because I literally have had a, a fondness for Darth Vader since I was five years old. Yep. And then seeing him clunk out of that and just be so over the top. It was like that. That's yeah, not was. my Darth Vader. <laughs> All right, you sound like someone on Twitter now. I was say, hashtag not my Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, they did kind of redeem that with uh, Rogue One, where um, he is actually in one scene in that, yeah. and he absolutely mauls everyone, and it is yes. oh, it's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah, that was one of the only good parts about Rogue One. Well, I was gonna say there are a lot at like. Incomp- oh my gosh. I saw, I kid you not, this was in between, yeah, it would be after the the the, oh God, the three prequels, um, but yep. before Disney got its hands on it, so yep. I, don't know, I don't know how long ago it was, five or six years ago, but it was the, um, it was the animated one that was in theaters. Oh, Clone Wars. Yeah, Clone Wars. Yep. I walked out. <laughs> that was trash. That's why. Do you know the part I walked? Did you see it? Have you seen it? Uh, I have seen a little bit of it and gave up. Yeah, there's a part, and I, this is not spoilers because it's a piece of crap, and and I'm you know I'm not ruining anything for anyone. <laughs> there is a literal part where uh, Jabba the Hutt is talking to. I want to say it's his uncle or his aunt what yes what it must be his aunt and she's okay. crying what because the hutling has been i think kidnapped oh my god i walked out <laughs> no surprises there that's the exact minute i stood up and said okay. i don't walk out of movies but that was like what is what has happened? What has happened? Jabba is not he's 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 a creature of sloth and you know slug. merriment and yeah he's a slug. He's a giant slug. There's he doesn't need dimension. Please stop putting dimension on people that no, don't get it characters. And he's not dimensional, he's just an amorphous blob. Yes, exactly. And then you know, to give all of the huts a race oh, oh that, god the fact that you call them the huts that's and that that's what i'm saying i was like i can't do this as soon as the word hutling came out of i want to say it was his aunt's mouth i was yeah. like i'm done i can't do this right do this. <laughs> it, it's like just reminds me of that scene in a like one of the cutaway gags in family guy where uh, peter's watching a film in cinema and he literally just holds his hands up and goes i'm done and just walks <laughs> yes. off yeah that that's that was yep i'd hit my my limit that it's like yep nope i'm done i'm out yeah <laughs> oh god okay yeah. we'll go back uh so i think we've spoken enough about yes. star wars yes <laughs> probably not the thing that we were supposed to be talking about no, but no i think we're pretty excited if that's actually real if it's real i am i am over the moon um i would love to see that you may re- too remade i would oh, yeah. yeah i would like to see it remade i would like to see them do something with that Star Wars license that isn't mm-hmm. a, a, 
terrible mess to be honest i know fallen order is apparently really good i've got it to play but i've Mm -hmm. just had no inclination to want to play it yet it's good Um, okay i'm still burnt by uh by rise of the skywalker if i'm honest Oh, the rise of Skywalker. Sorry, I keep getting. Oh, the name right, wrong. right, right. Yeah, I'm still burned by that, so I'm just like. I get uh, that. If it, I do. Yeah. I do. And no, I am not part of the fandom menace. Let's just say that. <laughs> just, I'm just a fan of films. Yeah. Well, I mean, and see, and that's the thing, is. Again, everything we say is an opinion. It's our own opinion. Yep. We'll get into that actually here in just a little bit. Of um, course. So this actually all does go together. It has a cogent theme. Just got to stick with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that's, you know, the thing is, if we're honest, A New Hope is not a great movie. It's not a great film. It's, it's not the best. It's not shot that well. No, it has terrible um, wipes. <laughs> It's got it's got some, I mean, that's more of an old school sort of mentality of filmmaking. Yeah. That, uh, and it was sort of in theme of what he was going for, George Lucas at the time. But yeah, let's be honest so here: George Lucas is a poor writer. Oh, he's terrible. He's terrible exactly. at everything, except yeah, producing. I mean, it, but yeah, but it took Lawrence Kasdan to uh-huh. basically make yes. the best in the series. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A hundred times but, over. Um. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with that. And so, in some ways. In some ways, what we're seeing through Disney and then through George himself uh, from, you know, before the prequels, um, it is, I hate to say this, but really it's the natural evolution that it was going to do because it was never, it was, there was never a story laid out. There was never, uh, you know, it was a conglomeration of uh, old Japanese films, um, which I love yeah <laughs> but yeah me too you know some of the best stuff is lifted directly from those and yeah so it was never a great film when we're talking about cinema as an art medium um, no but it's just so damn iconic that's it's what it is iconic and the honest truth is there's a lot of heart in it um, yeah agreed yeah and i'm a sucker for that every time <laughs> yeah and it i have to say with the new ones Again, just it, my opinion. I don't feel the heart that. No, neither do I, and yeah. that's what I, I feel like the only one that actually gives it anything really. And you can clearly see like how how um, beaten down he's been by this entire series is John Boyega. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for that man because if you yep. did you see his uh, his reaction to seeing the first trailer for um, the Force yeah. Awakens? Yeah, man, that that guy was just he was like, oh my god, I'm in a Star Wars movie. I can't believe this. This is amazing. Like, even though he's filmed it, yeah, he knows exactly what's going on. And just seeing his pure joy at being in a Star Wars movie is like it's really touching. It but is. But then by the end, and you've he's... seen the Twitter storm that happened yeah. like, after after the Rise of Skywalker came out. My goodness, he went he went full savage on New Year's he Eve. Did. That was hilarious. He did. Again, stick around, guys. All of this is going to make sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we should probably move on because we're just. We will go. move on yeah. quickly to this next news story. So yeah, we're now moving on to leaks, like a yes. leaky sieve. <laughs> yes. Too many Xbox Series X stuff has been coming out over the last few weeks. Yep. To the point now. We have prototype images. Yes. 
That's right. Uh, so we we now get our look at the back of the console. Yes. Which is what a lot of people wanted to actually see. So we That's, now see yeah. that there's the you know how many USB mm-hmm. ports we've got, the lack of a second HDMI input like was on the <sighs> Xbox One, and yeah, uh, apparently a diagnostic port on there. Yeah, I um that. Honestly, from the beginning of the the whole everything, the back of the box is what I've been interested in. Me too. Um, because, you know, I need to see how it's going to fit in my setup, um, what yeah. I need to do to it. I need to future-proof, you know, type things. <clears throat> of course. And you want to see how many, um, yeah, how many USB inputs you've got at the back and how many you'll yeah, have at the front. Because my LEDs on my TV are actually secretly plugged into my xbox you can't see it but (laughs) um and so i use those little bit of extra ports um you know sometimes i'll plug a fan into it because yeah of course right here next to me i don't know i like having i just like ports just you know and then not having the second h hdmi oh that that makes me a bit nervous i mean because I know not everyone has the same setup as I do, but mm-hmm. I have lots of things. <laughs> yeah, of course. I have several consoles, um, mm-hmm. and it's always fighting for space. And I know you can buy an HDMI uh, hub, but yeah. they take a lot of power, and yeah, they actually the ones I have now. Me, I've had. Um, they tend to break a lot. Oh, I've I've had one that's yeah. broken. Like it used, it was a free port splitter. Mm-hmm. And, yes, and it wasn't why it it didn't have its own power source. So it used to just uh it used to break all the time, and it was that's, such a pain, really. Yeah, and so I don't know. It's just a preference thing for me, and because I'm a. Mm boring nerd um (laughs) i i i like i i just i i i'm i'm holding back my opinion till it's you know the final proof Um, yeah me too yeah but because uh yeah we'll just have to see how it goes and i do hope i hope they they put a few more uh ports in of varying kinds yeah. To be honest with you, um, from what I've heard about this, it isn't going to support USB Type C, which I'm disappointed about. Uh, yeah, um, I heard the same, and am also disappointed. Um, yeah, I thought we were starting to go towards USB Type C as being the standard across everything, and I was, I was really excited by that. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's the thing; it really does appear in every other sector that that's where we're headed. Um, yeah, I mean, even the Switch uses it. Yeah, and, and exactly. And usually outdated with this kind of thing. I mean, but that is, that's the honest truth. And so we're sitting here. Yeah, Sony Sony has an opportunity just like they did with the, uh, the X-Bone. Um, when, you know, the X-Bone released and everyone was... Oh, you was, mean Microsoft by any chance? No. Uh, um, uh, you said... Sony and Expo, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back around to it. Okay, all uh, right. Expo was released and was always on. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Sony got that, you know, got to see that, and then, you know, went and worked on their own stuff and said, "Hey, we don't have to be always on." You know, yeah, which PS4 is that, doesn't. That, 
Yeah, that infamous 10-second video of them sharing games, of course. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So it's it's kind of a repeat of that is is really what i'm i'm trying to say okay. is that uh xbox you know if these images are accurate and they do seem to be um yep. sony has the chance again to come in and swoop in and say oh well you know we've got USB-C and a second mm. hdmi port um, yeah now for me the second hdmi port is not that major of a deal um if you remember what it was for on the Xbox One, it was to plug your set-top boxes in mm-hmm. and have the TV running through there. So I'm not fussed by that. Right, okay. Apparently it was super laggy doing it through that anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, there I, is I a lag. Know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, I think the box is still... It still looks all right. I mean, it looks like oh, a PC yeah. tower, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I... We, we we said this on our, our previous show about uh, the um about the, the consoles. Yeah, the consoles. Yeah. Uh, I do wish they'd been a little bit more creative. <laughs> yeah, I I do agree. I'll just I'll just stick yeah. LEDs all over mine. So <laughs> Yeah, that'll 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 personalize it for yeah. sure. That'll make it look unique. Yes, I'll make it yeah. look like an alien uh I'll make it look like an alien artifact from Subnautica. Oh. Oh. <laughs> It'll be basically like an Alienware computer. Oh my gosh, yes. Good old Alienware. Yeah, there we go. But I did have a question for you about sure. this. Absolutely. Now, do you reckon, and uh, the reason why I asked this is mainly because the serial number was actually on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. So whoever's leaked these images are going to get found out very quickly. Yes, they are. Do you think that this was just a random leaker or do you think that microsoft leaked this themselves see that's the thing with leaks yeah i hate conspiracy theories by the way but we're gonna get into conspiracy yeah (laughs) Yeah. um i definitely think that microsoft is entirely capable of purposely leaking things i Uh, do agree i think they may have done this on purpose i would not be surprised um, um yeah can i, I uh-huh, back sure. this up with a point that i thought oh, yeah. of just a minute ago absolutely um did you remember that there was a tweet that went out probably about a month ago from phil spencer saying how he's taken the xbox series x home yes do you reckon it was him that took the photos posted them to someone oh my god to then leak out oh that's so like that's a perfectly logical track um yeah yeah, because see, here's what I was thinking, and that kind of goes along with that, is X, or Microsoft got their best feedback after they released their preliminary um, yeah. info specs about the X-Bone. Yes, they did. I remember that mm-hmm. launch event was a, yeah. an absolute disaster. Yes, it was absolutely a disaster. So what is a less expensive but full-on feedback way, you know, the to internet. get that. Exactly. So mm. I think Perfect you're... Perfect marketing. Exactly. It's f- cheap as free. And, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they get the f- real-time feedback that other people yep. pay, you know, thousands for. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Of course, 
Because he did, I mean, I, I think that would probably be stupid of him to tweet that he was taking it home and then, boom, pictures appear. But uh, I think it was absolutely. Mm. I could say yeah, that. I mean, yeah, I mean, you haven't heard about anyone getting potentially fired for this. Right. Leak. Absolutely. Um, and no one, you know, no one being a whistleblower and going, you know, I leaked mm. the images. You know, like, because if you hang out on Reddit at all... Um, not just Reddit, but that's my main one. Uh, yeah. 4chan probably too. If if you hang uh, out yeah, on any of 4chan, 8chan, um, yeah. God, what, what are the other ones? There's, there's, there's a few so many. Oh, Nia Gaff and all that. Yeah, yeah. Someone always comes forward. Um, of course they do. I mean, sometimes they're doxxed, but not always. Sometimes they're just like, you know, I did it. It was me. <laughs> yeah. And they're quite proud of it. And oh, of course they are. There's been nothing from what I've seen. There's been nothing at all. Uh, yeah, and I, like I said, I don't like conspiracy theories, but this is making me. This is making my noggin jogging. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I and I, I'm fully on board. I could totally see it. Yeah, I, I did actually hear someone speculate that, about that on another podcast to listen to, and I thought it made complete sense. Yeah, well, that's again, why I thought I'd bring it up to you. Absolutely, because if you look at it as I do from a marketing perspective, because that's how I view all of everything. Um, yep. Like I said, it's free. It's free feed, real time feedback. It's, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't pass up that opportunity. Absolutely not. Exactly. <laughs> I think it. I think it's a good way of marketing it. Actually, it is. You know, yeah. I think I'm definitely on board with that. That principle in which he said it's free. You know, mm -hmm. you get all the feedback that you need from uh, the angry fanboys on the yeah. on the internet. You exactly. know, and the uh, and the and the anti uh, the anti fanboys as well. Yes. Yes. That them them haters. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the ones who still believe that a console war actually exists. Oh gosh. Again, yeah, I'm stick not going around, into that. folks. Going into that. <laughs> we will later. <laughs> okay, um, we'll, we'll we'll move swiftly on to yes. this next news story because I think we need a bit of a a, a pep up for it. Yes. Before we get into our main topic. Uh -huh. And this this story had me in utter stitches all weekend long. Uh, uh, it was so funny, honestly. I don't know why this was even a thing. Gosh, it's so good. <laughs> so I'll read basically how I wrote this down. <laughs> Man arrested in Portland Airport in the US of A for unplugging a monitor displaying a map of the airport to play Apex Legends on his PS4. <laughs> That man is an absolute legend. <laughs> what a mad lad. <laughs> I, I, I just, I can't blame, I know, I know, I am obviously I'm a US citizen. I know airports are high security areas. Yeah, I mean, bearing in mind that any airport around the world is basically its own sovereign country the, with its yeah, own lords. That's very true. Um, and so, yes, it's a very dangerous and stupid thing to do, but also... Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, but also, I can't blame him. <laughs> Look, you're sitting in an airport for four hours. What yeah. else are you supposed to do? Yeah. Look, if you're if you're a Sony fanboy, then you know you might pull out your Vita, but nobody wants to play the Vita anymore. No, so no. if you're so if you're taking your PS4 somewhere, then what are you going to do? Exactly. You're going to unplug something and play that. Yeah, I mean, like, 
those monitors, they all show the same thing, just at a different, you know, time. And, yeah. Uh, because I've been stuck staring at stupid airport monitors for hours on end. Me too. <laughs> no one was using it, so. Yeah. I can't blame him, but. No, I can't either. But yeah, I can stupid. understand why he got arrested. Yeah. It is a little bit over the top for arresting him, though. It is. And if I remember correctly, what they were going to charge him with was um, a uh, felony. Of course they were. Yeah. No, I I think mainly what he got arrested for was the utter cheek of the situation because I was reading into the story, and this is what made me laugh the most, Mm -hmm. was that... When someone came over and told him to unplug it, he asked if he could if he could finish his game first. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done the same thing. <laughs> I think we all would have done any game we would have done the same thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, just gotta get this one part done. Just 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 give it yep. five more minutes. <laughs> so I, I I can't say that I picked up the name of this uh this person who, who did oh, yeah. this. I forgot. But- Mm-hmm. my goodness what <laughs> you're a mad lad you're yes. an utter mad lad and yeah. you deserve my respect absolutely absolutely i mean you okay got, you got charged a felony for being a gamer good yeah. lad <laughs> it's like yes i can sit here and acknowledge yes what you did was very stupid but yeah. i understand we've all wanted to do it i get it i get it yeah. i so get it oh mm-hmm. especially in an airport oh of course. So yeah, this is a this is a lesson to any kid out there who takes his <laughs> PS4 or his Xbox One or the new generation uh, of consoles anywhere. Please don't unplug any monitors in an airport. See, that's Please like don't. it ain't worth the time. No, but you know what? That did actually make me think of way Go back on. when. Um, we're talking mm. PS1 days, I think. Oh, uh, I know exactly what you're going to say. I think we're gone. Uh, the little weird console with the TV built into it. Um, that, they... that is actually an attachment for the PS1. Is it really? Yeah, it was an attachment so you could take it in the car and play it. Yeah, because that's that's journey. yeah that's when like TVs and everything were really big in cars. Um, yep. Like everyone had freaking DVD players and everything. It's weird. It's a weird time. That's how period. I did it. That's exactly how I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Well, that's how I did it. I there was actually a way of uprooting through. Um, through a portable dvd player and use Mm -hmm. that as a screen for your console it was great absolutely um i remember doing that uh and for a hotel like in a hotel room uh yeah because i couldn't use the the tv there oh the tv there was like one of those old crts or something oh god yeah it was boxed in sort of yeah and yeah um, but but yeah you know but i'm just now thinking you know that seemed kind of futuristic and now we have the switch and yep. since then, as far as I know, uh, there's not been any kind of weird mod <laughs> for not as far as I'm aware for the Xbox or the PS5 or whatever PS4. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen one, but there's probably more than likely to be one out there. I was gonna say, um, but it is funny to think about, you know, uh, that that actually yeah, existed. <laughs> yeah. I also want make want to make people aware of the fact that hotel rooms do actually lock off HDMI and, and AV yeah. inputs yes, as well. Yes, they do. Because I, I experienced that in Hampton in Birmingham, and I'm calling them out by name because <laughs> I, when I went up there for EGX in 2018, we stayed in a Hampton hotel in the middle of Birmingham, 
And yes, uh, you'll probably see, you'll probably know which one it is. Okay, I, I've probably uh, stayed there. <laughs> you probably have. Yeah. So we were staying there. My friend brought his PS4. I bought my Switch with my dock. And neither one of us could use yeah. them on the TV, which absolutely sucked. It does. It, so, yeah. Uh, and when we went down to the reception to go and query it, they said it's because of security reasons. Yeah. No, and not. I'm going to say that you're full of crap. Yep. Because. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, because. Um, was it the Hampton Inn? Somewhere I was at within the last few years. I haven't I haven't mm-hmm. left Belfast in two years, so sometime before <laughs> then. Um, <laughs> uh, have I? Anyway, uh, you could actually rent a console. Oh, cool. Yeah. And they came up and they hooked it up. Um, oh, I did not. I did not partake of that because that was stupid to me. Um, yeah, you know, why would pay... you want to rent a console exactly. when you can take your own? Yeah, and at the time, well, much like now, uh, I have an iPad that goes everywhere with me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I can, you know, I can get by on that, you know. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got my Switch, I can get by on that. Yeah. And Still I... not the point, though. No. Um, but yeah, oh, I'm sitting here looking at my Switch though. So, guys, I have not. <laughs> I've had a brand new Switch and a brand new PSVR for two years now. I guess they're not brand new anymore. I Most... haven't touched either one of them except to move them to a new house. <laughs> oh dear. Look, I, if you're willing uh, to sell your Switch, I'll gladly take it off your hands. No, I probably should keep it. I know, so I, can I know. Things. <laughs> yeah, my my help. Yeah. Because at the moment you're sort of sounding like a bit of an Xbox fan girl. I am I have to say. I I have just you know, <laughs> I have I went ahead and purchased the game Ultimate Game Pass. Nice. And, yes, and I've actually had it for three months. Um, Good. And. For the first month, I didn't touch it because I was just too busy. It was, you know, around... I had to do Christmas orders and stuff. Uh, yeah. But then Christmas is over. Nobody buys anything in January because they're all broke. Yeah. So I have a lot of time on my hands. Yeah, I've, the Xbox Game Pass was perfect for that then. Yeah, except I've played <laughs> Fallout, Fallout 4 and Subnautica. <laughs> now, Subnautica's good. Can't, it, can't knock that. I've already played Subnautica, oh. but to be fair, the next game on my list would be um, GTA V, which, which I can't played. say. Any, I can't yeah, say what you've been playing. Been yeah. <laughs> which I've, I've completed that game twice, and I'm now in the process of doing it for a time. <laughs> so, you know, I said this last week. I'm going to probably say it a million more times. Microsoft did it. They are the Netflix of gaming. And yeah. they they did it because they got it. They, because yeah. they've got my money. And I'm playing games that I've already played <laughs> or that exactly. I already own. Because I own Fallout 4. Um, I own GTA 5. Yeah, I own GTA 5, the, the 360 version. And, oh, wait, no. I think... <gasps> I think I you've got the, the Xbox One. I have the Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just plugged your disc in. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know. That's hilarious. Props to Microsoft. Yeah, definitely. Although, I will say this uh, as 
definitely a uh, a strat and a tip for for anyone out there uh go to cd keys um yeah for sure yeah and also check your games collection to make sure you haven't got a game already <laughs> it's already on a, on game pass yes. and also i'll preface uh, this with one last thing before we move on to you've got this yes hashtag stadia is dead oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> i saw someone do hashtag anyone remember stadia <laughs> <laughs> That's worrying when it's only been out. It's not even public release. It's not public release. That's crazy. But I, I, I told you. I called it. I call it. Uh, you did actually. One of our you episode did. seven or something. It was. It was early on. I remember. Yeah, it was. I was but like, I do remember you saying it was going to fail. Yep. And you were like, "No, no, it hasn't come out yet." I'm like, "No, my instinct." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wanted to look at the potential. You did. You, you were being very optimistic. You, you wanted that. I do. I think I was. I wouldn't say I was being optimistic. I was saying I was being more diplomatic. Yes, that's a very good way of phrasing that. <laughs> yes, I, I like to try. Yes, and, but now uh, Stadia is dead. It's yeah. It's <laughs> sorry, guys. It's look. Google should. I I I hate this phrase, but this pertains to them. They should quote stay in their lane. Yeah, they should, <sighs> because uh, Nintendo. Microsoft and Sony have pretty much just yeeted them out of the oh, yes. uh, the games business. Yeah, the only okay again, pure personal opinion. The yep. only way another contender will show up and be, um, you know, worthy, uh, mm-hmm. they will have to be something so different. You know, that's that's how Nintendo survives. Uh, yep, exactly. They do not try to copy the xbox or the ps or playstation um because they can't um they can't they can't compete on raw power alone no No. so they have to have a unique design exactly and the market they you know market to is different and yeah exactly and they've got a handheld market right now well, there you go. I mean, you as a businesswoman would know about usps and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so nintendo really have that uh, that unique selling point. Yes. Uh, you know, making games fun, basically. And, yeah. It, it's, you know, you know fun. Uh, they're always brightly colored. They're family friendly. And they're known for mostly. portability now. Yeah, mostly. There you go. Um, so if there's to ever be another contender on the horizon, they're going to have to think outside the Xbox. <laughs> oh, I help it. it was coming out of my mouth before I could stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You just couldn't stop it there. There's nothing really you could do. <laughs> oh dear. We'll move on. We'll yes. move on. But anyway, just one last sure. thing. Oh, you're two, 2021. That's how you compete. Yeah, there you go. That's it. <laughs> wait till the wait till the big boys die down. Yeah. Don't. Okay. Oh, you're two and on oh. live two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one thing when you're creating anything for the general public yep it can't be hard to pronounce <laughs> no when i looked at that i just went oh my god what what is an ooya exactly um i think it in a way it made me think of uh ouija which is french oh, and yeah. german for yes yeah yeah yes and so it's you know ouija um but mm. then ooya it was like 
is that supposed to be yes and yet? Like, is it, you know, and it's just like, ah. And then um, I have problems pronouncing things anyway. And Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I can't, I hate this word. <laughs> mm. oh, do you want to know how you compete with, with Nintendo on the handheld market? <laughs> um, be Nintendo Lite? <laughs> no. No, but, but how? I'd like to know. You go and tap up Nokia again. Oh, God. Yeah, oh moving on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my <laughs> To gosh. anyone who's not a 2000s person, oh. just go and engage, honestly. Oh, my gosh. I will not lie. I I want an engage, but I don't know why. There, it, there are a, a heap of dog crap. They're, let's just say. they're slow. They're clunky. Um, they were they never going to work. Phones. No, no, they were terrible phones. Um, that terrible games console, terrible phone. Yeah, there was a time, you young whippersnappers out there, that the iPhone did not exist. Yeah, was about to be released, but it. That was literally the smartphone of smartphones back then. Yeah, and yeah, because they tried to load before the iPhone happened. <laughs> mm. Um, they would load like well, Engage is perfect perfect example a phone that was also a games console that had a uh was it 1.3 megapixel camera it was very yeah. low very very low risk um yeah that was when the specs for that leaked that was yep. like that was breathtaking that was oh no it was crazy it was fe- like oh my gosh and then i'm sitting there you know broke student going how will i ever have the money to afford this it's never gonna happen i'll never oh, be I able know. to get this but i need this tech in my life and then bam <laughs> by the end of the year i think it was september of that year the iphone yeah. drops yeah and everyone goes engage what <laughs> i still remember the first iphone it had a dual sim yeah. card reader oh my gosh um i remember thinking that it was something I would never own because it was so yeah. far out of my my echelon. Yeah. Um, and then like a manager or someone had got got it, and I and I had a look at it. It was like seven hundred dollars, and uh, yeah. And I just remember going, "This is this is the future," and I was so yeah. happy because that next year I could afford my first iPod Touch. Oh, hooray! Oh, I was I was over the moon. And that was like two hundred and thirty dollars. Um, yeah, they were expensive. They were super expensive. I still have it, and I was uh, organizing stuff, and I came across it. It's oh, so strange because it's it's weirdly it's so light, isn't it? it, it that's what I say. It's weirdly very small and slim, yeah. but also clunky. Like it's very heavy, yeah. and it's just very and it just looks old but not old enough to be retro yeah <laughs> just not out quite of, there yeah. yeah exactly um but it is weird to go back and look at old tech and think this was it this was like we were living in the future yeah that was yeah. it it's like yeah you know going from like pdas to smartphones it was crazy oh it was crazy and i was like uh, everyone would walk around with their PDAs and I would be like, oh, I want one so bad and you could play solitaire mm. on it. Oh my gosh. And then, <laughs> now yeah. I'm like, I, I have an iPad literally attached at the hip. <laughs> it just never, <laughs> it never leaves me ever. Right. And, and, uh, and I have my phone that can do all of that all at once, basically. It's yeah. Just, 
It's so crazy. That's exactly, exactly my point. It's like, oh, it's amazing. I love yeah. living in the future. So do I, to a certain degree. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to do that to every person? Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, That's the greeting I would want if I ever, like, miraculously went into yeah. the future. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Okay, I, we're getting off tangent on, on Futurama, but isn't it funny, though, like, that's not the world of tomorrow for that guy, you know? No, it's and not. yet he has to say that to everyone that wakes up from the, yeah. the thing. Yeah, surely, surely the saying should be, welcome to the world of today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, okay. Um, because it's, uh, even Fry, when he wakes up, it's technically not tomorrow for him. He's living that day right there and exactly, then. Exactly, exactly. I mean, not to get meta, or yes, to get very meta. You know, <laughs> we're not in the world of tomorrow. <laughs> we'll never be in tomorrow. We only can be in today. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> it's an interesting segue to our next segment. <laughs> you have on to the you got this section so what yes. have you got for us this week it is actually a very short one um, okay so this is our you got this segment it's about two minutes never has been um never to, will be it never will be uh to kind of chill and prepare yourself for the week and yep. uh just you know think you know this is it this is my moment um so this week's You Got This is another quote I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, those have gotten good feedback. Thank you so much for those out there uh, who do give us feedback. We both appreciate it very much. We uh, do indeed. Yeah. Um, so I'm quoting from uh, Jordan Brown, who is a mental health advocate on Twitter. Okay. And um, I believe his... Yeah, he's at Brown 5 Um, if you like to follow mental health advocates and stuff like that. And he quotes, in quotes, I'm stupid. Uh, And then he says, how often we say terrible things to ourselves. Why? What's the point? If we treated others this way, we'd have no friends. Yet we do this to ourselves as if we're garbage. Today, it's time to change that. Um... That is something I think that we all suffer with. And the the interesting thing is it didn't hit me until last year. I'm very tough on myself. Um, You have to be. I'm a a high achiever, you know. Um, And I'll freely admit I have uh, a, I guess you would call it demotivational (laughs) background on my iPad, which is not it's not a positive thing and a friend of mine saw it uh it's it's got some wordy dirts in it but it's like eh, suck it up buttercup let's put it that way <laughs> oh right yeah you know and it's, it's yeah. really hard one of those old things like man up or yeah something. yeah exactly that yeah and uh a friend of mine saw it and she was very affected by it because you know i uh, being autistic i have I'm a little out of touch with my own emotions. Uh, But she was very affected by it. She's like, why did you do that? And I was like, well, it's my, you know, reminder, you know, to, Mm. you know, I I need to to toughen up. To try and be positive, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
And she was like, would you ever say that to me? And it was like someone had punched me in the gut. Yeah, like, it's like a light light bulb went off in your brain. It's like, yes. would I really? I was like, no, I'd never say that to you. And she said, there why you do you say it to yourself? Because you're your own worst critic. That's exactly. the problem. Exactly. That's it. That is it in a nutshell. And that's what I'm saying this week. <sighs> yes, some of us are very tough on ourselves. Um, yeah, we both are. Yes. Well, you, you can guarantee we've had enough conversations off yeah. air about how hard we are on, on yeah. our own selves. Yeah, I would definitely say that we both fit that, you know, we're our own worst critic um, mm. saying. And this week... There's a phrase that I'm trying to incorporate into my life uh, that is difficult for me, uh, and it's called self-compassion. And okay. it's an interesting uh, thing that my therapist has thrown at me a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You have to give yourself a break. No, people like, probably like you and I, um, we're never going to let up completely. No, of course not. But sometimes give yourself a break. Um, You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. You're going to say the wrong thing to the wrong person. I do it constantly. (laughs) Um, And you're going to just do things wrong. Um, I... (laughs) Sometimes I'll, I'll send an email and it'll say something like, attached, you will find, you know, this vendor agreement. And I haven't attached anything. <laughs> so. um, yeah. See, I'm quite lucky at work that actually the amount of times where I've nearly sent something off and it prompts me is like, this says it should something should be attached. Are you sure you want to send it? Oh, my gosh. What program are you using? It's, yeah, <laughs> I think that's business outlook for you, I guess. All right. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. But, yeah, the, that yeah. saved my bacon more than enough times. Yes, it would. Absolutely. Um, because then you have to follow up with the very embarrassing, oh, it appears that I have forgotten to attach the documents in the previous email. And it's like, Please. wow. <laughs> Please accept my sincerest apologies. I am such a moron. I promise I'm a professional entity. <laughs> well, it's not nearly as bad as Overlord Mike. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. We can't. We really can't go into it, listeners. But <laughs> let it be known. He made a big mistake. It was. <laughs> he made it, it, a big but hilarious mistake when he was emailing for uh, codes from a game publisher. And, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I would say if you want to know more about it, just tweet at tweet Rapid yes. UK and ask what it is, because yes. I'm sure he'd be willing to share, because he, even he found it funny. Oh, it was. I genuinely laughed. I genuinely laughed for like ever. It was so good. Oh, it it was so it was good. Funny. So yes, tweet at Mike at our Rapid Reviews uh, UK Twitter and yeah. uh, get him to to send you the or to post the pics because or the screenshots because it's it's, it's good, glorious. It's absolutely glorious. But, but yeah, in that situation, he could have easily just beat himself up oh, and gone, how, "How can I do that? How can I?" that he actually saw the funny side of it whereas people like me and you would just be sitting there going i can't believe i've just done that like why have i done that i've ruined everything and 
no you're, yeah. you're right you've got to give yourself a break you, even you from that sort of thing you know there yeah. is such a thing as mental exhaustion as well as yes. physical and that's one of the things that i usually find where i'm most mentally exhausted is where i overexert myself when i'm yeah. overly critical about my own self absolutely um absolutely and i mean but that is the best uh example is mike had a good laugh over that and then yeah to the point where he actually told us twice about it i was gonna say he just wouldn't let up he shared it with us (laughs) and we had a good laugh about it and thought didn't think it how do we phrase that like we didn't criticize him like there was no it was a no we just had a laugh about it yeah exactly and that that is a really good perspective to take um, yeah. as you approach this week. And while I'm trying to get used to the phrase self-compassion, and there's another mm. phrase that's very uh, used very much that I, again, I'm, I'm in therapy to learn how to like it, and I don't like it. But there's a phrase called self-care. Yeah. Those types of things, I... They're not my strong points. Um, they aren't with me either. No, I'm I'm very hard on myself. It's just the type of world I grew up in, and uh, but now that I've approached my third decade on this world, um, you know, things are different, yeah. and you can't be hard on yourself for that long without burning out yeah so, it's like with anything you do it for too yes. long and it's gonna you're just gonna get yourself too exhausted and you're not gonna want to keep doing it yeah so take a moment this week and just be nice to yourself uh if you have the voice in your head like i do that you know it's just constantly berating you and beating yourself up ask yourself would you say that to your friend because um, I sure as heck wouldn't. <laughs> we, um, That's fair. That's yeah. totally fair. I can't. I can't hurt people. So no. You know, I shouldn't hurt myself. Even you know. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So just remember, as you go forth in this week, that you have got this. Yep. And remember, we're always here to help if you need that. Yes. Take it from two very highly critical and highly, <laughs> you know self-loathing people (laughs) like we are that you know anyone can be helped even yourself oh yes absolutely absolutely everyone deserves a little bit of compassion we do so we'll move on to our speaking of compassion (laughs) we had mentioned this briefly last week yes but we've also made quite made it quite known that this is what we're going to be talking about this week we're going to be talking about fan bases and how um passionate can go from being passionate to toxic yes because that is quite a hot topic at the moment because of i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make any bones about this one the uh the discussion about films like joker yes and um toxic masculinity and the whole debacle about Byleth and Smash Brothers yes. is, is what kind of caused this. This is where it's been on the forefront of my mind for the last few weeks. Now, um, we've seen this a lot over the years about fan bases being incredibly passionate, very, very devoted to what they like. Mm-hmm. But when do you draw the line? 
where do you say passion becomes toxicity and when when does it go too far that for me um is the minute a fan base starts attacking actual human individuals um Mm. for me for me freedom of expression is extremely important yeah absolutely yeah it's ingrained in you from birth Um, i mean we have a similar sensibility here like in the magna carta but we just don't exercise it which is annoying yes (laughs) um yes and then like in certain places there'll be uh individual like blasphemy laws and stuff like that bylaws i guess is what they really are Um, yeah but uh but having said that um for me things like nintendo or sony or um you know microsoft microsoft pentium whatever they're conglomerations they're corporations they're faces they're entities um soulless corporate entities (laughs) but um they're you know but when you start breaking it down or and then to take it even further uh we'll say um god i can't i've just blanked out on any character names whatsoever well like we'll take the star wars universe since we were talking about it um you know Darth Vader, uh, you know, or uh, crap, I forgot John Boyega's character's name. Finn. He's or Finn? FN no, he's not Finn. John Boyega's character is Finn or is FN2147. Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, I was thinking the other dude was Finn for some reason. See, guys, this no, is how much uh, I'm into that. Yeah, Oscar Isaac's character is Poe Dameron. Oh, right, of course. I knew that. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm really bad with things. The point is... Okay. <laughs> if you want to say that character is stupid, I, I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. Okay. I yeah, hate that no character. Problem. Here's some fan art of me as Darth Vader force choking <laughs> Finn. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm still like, yeah, okay. Um, but when you say, I hate John Boyega. That's where it gets far. That's where the toxicity starts to exactly because yeah because you're you're associating that actor yes with that character and he's only there actually playing a role yes he he's just doing his job yep he's giving lines to read he's yeah and to deliver them in a certain way as Mm -hmm. was to be expected by the script and by the director exactly and you know you know director of photography and all that sort of thing you know there's a lot of people who work on a movie or work on a game yeah you know it's not just one person who tells them to do one thing exactly but where where i draw the line is exactly where you are is Mm -hmm. where the personal attacks start happening you know right people started like i mentioned earlier you know people started attacking John Boyega for having an opinion about Star Wars. Now that he's out of contract, he's able to be a bit more honest about his right. experiences on the three um, trilogy films that were made by Disney. Mm-hmm. And he's not overly positive about them. Right. Despite a massive Star Wars fan. Yeah. For this. Now, he got attacked quite a lot because 
his hot take was they're basically terrible. Yeah, and and he got I done dirty that. by Disney. Basically, yeah. I share that opinion with him. I do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've made no no bones about it. I absolutely could not stand both the Last Jedi and the yeah. Rise of Skywalker. I thought they were they were awful movies, but that is my opinion. That is your opinion, exactly. Yes, and uh, the opinions um i'm not going to use the specific word in the term but opinions are like buttholes everyone has one (laughs) yeah um it's it's true and another thing i mean the things that i don't get and and i'm gonna bring joker into this um yeah is people are getting angry and frothing at the mouth and stuff about fictional characters yeah, there you go. I, I think there are bigger things in the world to worry about than fictional characters. Yeah, and I'm here to tell you, I, when I am into a character, I'm I'm obsessed. I, uh, I've, I've spoken before about how I love lore, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I will learn everything about that character inside and out, even the completely obscure things. Um, and uh but at the like so i can get passionate um in fact uh let's see what was i oh i i posted this on twitter the other day um Mm -hmm. i have loved game of thrones since before it became a show oh so you read the novels then yes and um so I already had a love for it. And then as they went into development, I really, really was on board with the Game of Thrones uh, television show. And then I moved to Belfast where they film it. That just happened. <laughs> yeah, of course it did. <laughs> yeah. No, that wasn't connected at all. No. <laughs> um, but uh, so I would be what you would consider obsessive at that point you know i'd yeah. be a fangirl that's what i'm trying to say an intense yeah very strong fangirl i have written fan fiction uh about it uh, i don't want to know about it's, that it's not it's not <laughs> it's not it's not yeah. rule 43 one oh, yeah. rule 44, sorry, or at least. what do they call it oh, slash slash fiction <laughs> uh yeah i'm not I, i'm not, not going into that gee <laughs> oh, no it's, no no definitely not that it's it's actually just me being very much passionate about my two favorite characters which is jamie and brian and i have bought the action figures i have bought i have the foam sword of oath keeper i my cosplay is brian of tarth um yeah i you know follow the actor and the actress uh respectively and um well i think uh, yeah but anyway um so, I'm 100%. I have I have an autographed photo from uh, the actor that plays Jamie. Uh, I don't want to say his name yeah. because I'll pronounce it wrong, but Nikolai. Nick. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call him Nick because we're on first name basis. Um, oh, yeah, of course. I, I have an autographed photo from him. I'm... I'm not kidding when I say that I'm a passionate fan of the actors yeah. and the characters. Oh, so, of course. season eight happened. <laughs> and oh, even dear. if you're not a fan, I think you've probably heard season eight is terrible. 
what you mean the petition that went up to rewrite the whole the whole of the scene i that was that was hideous it's it is a terrible piece of work which i wouldn't know i'm not a game of thrones fan yeah i know (laughs) 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 but um but having said that okay i'm gonna try and get to my point um so in the middle of season eight uh Something I have been wanting to happen since season three happened. Fan service, we'll call it. And it was yep. great. Um, it was probably the only bright moment in a very just terrible storyline that was just yeah. going nowhere. And all the characters were a- acting out of character. They just... Okay. It's like a terrible dream. Um, yeah. So then an episode happened... <laughs> That is literally the most painful thing I've ever seen on television. And okay. it it was involving my two favorite characters. Oh, dear. And I immediately turned off the television and I've, to this day, have never watched past that episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and then to be fair, for a good... A few months after that, I yep. uh, I didn't want to have anything to do with Game of Thrones. Uh, well, that's fair. Was, it burned you. It did. and uh, But then slowly, I mean, I can't resist. I do love those. I love the story, the actual story from the books. And I love the those two characters in particular. And, and uh, I do love the way they were handled up until season seven. Yeah. So I'm very passionate about it. Um and at no time as angry as i was Mm. and i was angry um at no time did i ever forget that they were fictional characters yeah and that there wasn't like i was angry yes but i didn't need to go take my anger out on someone yeah, exactly. Yeah, I never felt the desire to go, the writers of this is are stupid, the showrunners are stupid, uh, the actors yeah. are terrible, and blah, yeah, like that never crossed my mind. Yeah. It literally was, this sucks. <laughs> and just keep it to yourself, basically. And keep it to you myself. Have opin- you have your opinion about it. I mean, yes, you can voice your opinion, but you can mm-hmm. do it in a very constructive way rather than just yeah, exactly, evolving yeah. into just unwarranted anger aimed towards someone who's just doing a job. Yeah, exactly. Um, because And maybe it's because I know a lot of the crew that worked on it, because um, it, it mm. was filmed here. Um, I wasn't joking about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know the devotion that people put in this all the way down to the set builders or the prop builders. Um, Every person that worked on that film that I know uh, believed in the story and believed in the, just the whole mythos, all of it. They were very passionate about it. They were fans themselves. Exactly. And uh, they've only had good things to say about the actual cast. Um, Yeah. And which makes me happy. Um, <laughs> I'm glad about that as well. Yeah, no, they they're they've all been amazing uh, to because like early days uh, before Game of Thrones became the hit that it was. Um, yep. The crew probably for the first three seasons, uh, 
they would just, or the cast, they would just go hang out in like the pubs that I hang out in, which is so weird. And like, nobody knew because nobody knew who they were. So it was just like, oh yeah, we're filming a show down the road. And it's like, all right, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And um, And now they know exactly what it is. Exactly, yeah. And then soon, by the, by the time they were on the eighth season, they couldn't go out anymore. Yeah, which was sad. Well, unless your name is Sean Bean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was probably the only one who couldn't go out because he was like massively famous even before that show. He was. That's true. God, that's very true. Yeah, he was not. I don't have any photos of him showing yeah, up. Yeah, no but. Um, but everyone else, yeah, it was just... But the point being, um, I'm about as fangirl as you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally cannot fathom blaming anyone and taking my anger out on anyone. So yeah. I can't understand the point of view of this toxic fan base. Um, no, I can't either. One of the most toxic fan bases that I've ever seen, um, well, actually, there's two that are pretty equal, um, but is Sonic. Um, holy crap. Oh, oh, my goodness. Holy crap. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, we'll, we'll go into that in a bit more, but we'll see how one. Pokemon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just, I, I don't, when it comes to, well, you know what, when it comes to any art form, um, people make art and you know i do see video games as art video games and cinema yeah yeah yeah, they are all art in whatever way they take a lot of time to create this yes exactly and they put a lot of heart and a lot of thought and just i don't know they're creating it for you and that exactly that's really the thing that i i struggle with is that well okay sometimes there are companies out there who will create things just for numbers right but in most occasions they're creating these as an art piece for consumers to yeah. enjoy as as a piece of entertainment yeah and like we've said many times before with uh, regards to pokemon and smash they don't have oh, to I'm do glad this you mentioned for us smash. oh yeah. my god they don't have to release these characters for us. They don't have to keep releasing a Pokemon game every no, two years. Uh, every years. couple, at least a couple of years. Yeah. 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 Uh, they don't have to do that. Um, and, you know, I, I I, don't know. I just, I just feel, again, maybe it's just different personality types. I don't feel like they owe me anything. I don't feel like the creators of Game of Thrones owe me anything even though yes not personally not personally but i yes i have supported the franchise i have bought the merch the official licensed merch yeah um you know i have you know talked about it on social media and done all this great stuff but i still don't feel like they owe that to to me exactly just because you're a fan doesn't mean you like you're entitled to an opinion yes doesn't mean you're entitled to be a scumbag yeah exactly um, I have a shirt that I sell in my shop. I'm trying to... Shameless yeah. plug. It, it's shameless plug, but also I have to keep it uh, safe for work, which it's, it just says, it's just simple white type, and it just says, don't be a D word. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I get you. Yeah, and uh, it's one of my top sellers. Uh, it's actually number two. Um, good. <laughs> it's just a good... Yeah, I know. Um 
it's just a good philosophy of life. Yeah, absolutely. Just don't be one. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I get you. I mean... I guess it's the golden uh, rule, but just whittled down. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I mean, I'll go into a couple of things that I'm mm-hmm. very passionate about, and we all know exactly what they are <laughs> if you've yeah. at least 15 of these episodes. <laughs> now, you know probably how passionate I am, not only just about Street Fighter, mm-hmm. but about Mario. Yes. I love both of those series with a passion yes, to the point do. where, you know, I, I spent a lot of hours doing a lot of research into what is nearly a non-existent story in Street Fighter. Uh-huh. But I, I was well into the lore, the characters, some of them, yeah, they were a bit rubbish, but, you know, you know, they, they can't all be winners, can I they? I going to say. Takes all kinds. But, you know, yeah, but I, I've always loved that series, you know, ever yes. since I first played Street Fighter 2 back, you know, Street Fighter 2 Turbo back on the snares and then getting a chance to play it in the arcades and all that. I've been a fan, you know. Absolutely. I've dipped off over the years. I haven't kept up with all of them, but I would say I've mainly played a fair few of them. And if I hadn't played them back then, I would play them now. Mm-hmm. But I have made no no bare bones about the fact of my absolute disloathing of street fighter 5 and it's yeah. scummy practices you know yes but have i once gone on to the internet or sent an email to capcom saying you are scumbags this is the worst thing you've ever done why are you doing this rah 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 yeah no i haven't because that's a scummy move to do, and I don't agree with that sort of thing. Absolutely. They are only there doing a job. They are there trying to help the community. And yes, the higher ups in Capcom want to push uh, a particular model out to try and get as much money as possible. Right. I-, I get that, and I can understand why a lot of the the people out there were vocally very dissatisfied with it. But that's where this where the line needs to be drawn. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. There is expressing dissatisfaction and making a complaint in a business standpoint, which is a most companies. Thing. A exactly, right. they will take mm-hmm. those seriously. Yes, they absolutely. They take feedback very seriously, mm-hmm. but when it starts going devolving into to, into massive negativity, where you're calling anyone a, you know, an a hole or you know a, an f word or an s bag or. Mm-hmm. Or you know any any number of derogatory terms that you can use for anyone. Right. That's that's where they don't consider you to be a genuine critic. They just see you as being just an ass. Let's yeah. just say. Absolutely. You know, and you should even on the internet. You know you have yeah you have the the principle of being able to sit behind a keyboard and be anonymous and all of that, and that's <laughs> a nice thing. So long as you don't abuse that power, because once you abuse that power, you're going to start getting people like governments wanting to clamp down on censorship of the internet, which in yeah. this day and age nowadays is the new public square. And it if is. you're censored on the Absolutely. internet, then you've got no voice. And you're going to hate that a lot more than throwing around a few slurs or a few derogatory terms. Because if you get banned off of Twitter, then what are you, or, or for any social media any, yeah. or or anything like that, what are you going to do with yourself? You're not going to be heard. So therefore, you're going to get even more frustrated. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Do you think, in the grand scheme overview, and we're talking any fandom, yep. do you 
think it's an age-related thing that the more toxic seem to be younger, or do you think that it's just a personality thing? It's hard to say, really, because mm -hmm. it's. It, I would like to think that it's the younger generation, but I've seen a lot of the older generation yeah. also do too. Um, I do think that a lot of people are getting riled up nowadays by a lot of people throwing around baseless accusations about a lot of stuff. Right. So uh, I'll use the Joker as an example, it, like yeah. film, where if if you like this film, you're nothing but an incel. Is, yeah. the, is the usual term that's being banded around at the moment or you know uh, what, what's the other one is like talking about white male privilege and stuff like that and stuff like that and that's I, that's just a hideous way to try and get people to to bow down to you your mentality and to your opinion but yeah. actually you should never bow down to anyone's opinion because Absolutely. you should have your own opinions yeah and uh, you should be able to have them in a way that is both you can disagree mm -hmm. but be civil at the same time but it seems like exactly. nowadays uh, especially with the anonymity of the internet it's made it so much easier for people to just throw around hate i, I have to agree i don't get it i really don't and this is why we wanted to discuss it is mm -hmm. because this toxicity is going to be what brings us down eventually. Yeah, I mean, it's very divisive and um, or divisive if you're British, but um, <laughs> um, it, it, it is very much um, like in, in regards to Joker, another perfect uh, example. Um, I I like Joker. I'm a female who likes Joker. Um, uh, 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 yeah, that must be you. Like dipping into toxic male masculine, like white white privilege. Right. And <laughs> well, all um, of that sort of thing. what I actually have been called twice now, I think, um, yeah. is a phrase that I have I I, I find interesting. I'm yep. again. I say it every one, every uh, episode, but I can't help it. My brain works differently. I am autistic, so yep. I find things funny that other people wouldn't. Of course, um, and I just don't get. I just, I have a lack of anger <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. Um, I have been called a gender traitor. Uh, oh, you're kidding. No. <laughs> it, really? The first time I read that phrase, I, I giggled. I'm sorry. I don't ever mean to demean anyone and their passions and, you know, what they feel very strongly about. I... I am who I am, and I like yeah. things that I like. There you go. I like. Nobody... I like Joker. I. Yeah. No. Nobody's going to tell me what to like because yeah. I'm just the machine. I like to hear. Now, one thing I do love, um, and I always have. I love to hear other people's opinions, especially when they're different from mine. Because yeah, so do I. Yeah, because I like that perspective that I might not have. Um, yeah, exactly. I love the discourse, to be honest. Yes. I love the discussion itself. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I found when I was when I was younger, I would be around the adults more than I would my peer group, and it's yeah. because at that time, <laughs> things have changed now. But at that time, you could have a discussion with an adult. And you could absolutely not agree on whatever thing you're talking about, but you could talk for hours about it. And 
it was so rewarding. Um, I loved hearing their point of view, and they always thought that my perspective was very interesting and not one they thought of before. And um, mm. I miss that because uh, it is exactly what you said. It's a discourse, and it was one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> and uh, mm. it's, with the exception of you, um, it's Thanks. very yeah. It's very rare that uh, you know you can find anyone to have that discourse with. Um, yeah. It, it, it almost does, we, we've said this off air, but it, it becomes an, a very emotional, uh, heated discussion. Yeah. And nothing... I think that's probably where we've hit the nail on the head there is this, mm-hmm. it's an emotional response to uh, someone potentially, and I hate to use the term triggering re- you. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I'm, I do benefit from the fact that I am less emotional or less connected to my emotions than most people. Um, I actually think that helps you massively. I, I'm starting to think so as well. Uh, I didn't realize that I was different uh, yeah. from everyone because you just don't. You only have your perspective. And that doesn't matter if you're neurotypical or uh, neuro uh, diverse. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's so many terms, I forget them. Um, far too many terms to try and remember to be honest it is very difficult uh but you can only know your perspective uh and so when i would talk to people and instead of saying well this is how i feel and this is why i feel that way you know they're shouting at me and you know yelling and screaming and their face is turning red i'm very confused I don't... Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I'm like, we were literally just talking about, you know, maybe we'll say the president, you know, or something, which now uh, I know wh- is... If I'm honest, that's just... I know that's, that's triggering now. Um, but... That's like I don't ever want to discuss with anyone. It's not because I think he's a, he's a bull or anything like that, but it, because politics riles people up yes. far too much. And I didn't know this because I'd spent so many years growing up talking to other people who were very just analytical and you know uh, so it's only been the last you know five years or whatever well probably longer than that I just since I've become an adult um, yeah that it's just a vitriolic emotional uh, just war zone out there yeah exactly and i think a lot of this is being caused by people's emotional responses to yeah. to entertainment or to politics or to anything at the moment yeah you know most people are being ruled by their heart rather than their brain yeah and in a way i i want to say that i can i envy that sometimes like when i see someone who's very passionate like especially like when you're talking about smash when we were doing the um game of the decade yeah and you were very passionate about uh the smash you know ultimate smash brothers and yeah and stuff like that i i can envy that but that is not toxic that is a true no, fan not. that is that is passion you know that is um, yeah I'd say there's a bit of a fine line between passion and and toxicity, isn't there? I definitely. There's only one step between the two, and you know you can go from being passionate to being overly passionate Mm -hmm. to being toxic. 
or to being fanboy or fangirl. Yeah. And fan fanboying isn't or fangirling because I'm not using gender pronouns here. Right. Um, is one of those things that I feel is a, a mild form of toxicity. You know, I, I could see constantly that. berating one console maker that... for for a feature that was once there that's not anymore, or you know, oh, we've had this on PlayStation for ages, and Xbox have only just got it, and things like that. And you know, we we saw the example of this when Horizon Zero Dawn was potentially leaked <laughs> or rumored yeah. for uh, PC when all the Sony fanboys decided to start burning their copies and their yes. Playstations, and it's. And it's like, that is just craziness. I don't... Well, okay. It's like, again, going back to Reddit. I never understood. um, Up until about five or six six years ago, I was console uh, gaming, mainly. Um, I couldn't afford to be part of the PC Master Race. Um, And then in Reddit, there was the PC Master Race. I thought that was tongue-in-cheek. I didn't know that it was people really felt that way, uh, and then you would start seeing these, uh, you know, submissions of. There were people that actually felt that they're, you know, they could run Far Cry on their PC, and that was made them superior people to, you know, the Xbox 360. Doesn't make you superior in any way, shape, or form. Uh- I couldn't, it just makes you the same as everyone else. Yeah, I you could not grasp it. I could not grasp it. I don't know. I still, to this day, don't know where they're coming from. Why have either. they emotionally attached, uh, you know, their ego? I don't know. The console wars is something that I don't understand. I literally cannot grasp it. Um, I've never got it. I, I mean, this, this, you know, the Nintendo versus Sega over the years, oh, gosh, so, yeah. Sony and Microsoft, you know, even to the point now where it is literally PC against console and all that yeah. sort of thing. I've never understood it. I've never got it. I just, you know, it's I like don't understand the mentality. It's like, what, what is the difference? They both play games. They're both of an entertainment form that you both enjoy. Right. Yes, they may have different games in terms of exclusives, but most of them have the exact same games on in third parties. Yeah, except now what? a lot of people are getting upset about that. So. Yeah, and the thing is, what what is it doing for the medium? It's entailing right. choice, and choice is a good thing. Ex- oh, choice is wonderful. I, I think, yeah, I mean, again, want to stay away from politics, but I, I, I love the uh you know free market and more choice being available i'm not a big fan of monopolies um i and but i i feel like if we introduce more toxicity into the fan base into the purchasing public yep then we're going to lose out in the long run because then everyone yeah everyone will be divided into their little groups and then uh sony will only uh you know market to sony and xbox will only market to xbox and then no one ever grows yeah just look at the fact of what microsoft are doing at the moment they're trying to entail gaming Mm -hmm. for everyone yeah you know by having xbox game pass on pc in a beta version at the moment project x cloud so that you can play it on your phones the xbox brand itself having microsoft uh, game studio games yes pairing on switch 
Absolutely. I, I, Which was you know, huge. You got, that was huge to me anyway. I know. The day that we got Cuphead on the Switch <laughs> was, was where a barrier had finally been kicked yeah. down. It's crazy. You know, Microsoft, who were always known for being a little bit let's play in our own corner yeah, sort of thing. Very much. Become, finally embracing the other people that are out, the other console developers that are mm-hmm. out there and sort of going... Well, you might like you might like other systems, but we want you to like Xbox games too. Right. So play them on whatever blooming system that you want. Who the hell cares? Well, and one thing they will always tell you that they've said since consoles, home consoles became a thing is yeah. The uh, publishers, the creators, the console makers, they lose money on the consoles. They don't make their money on the consoles. They make well, their you- money on the games. Yeah, it's always software sales that drive it. Yes. You know, they make more money out of the software sales. But to say that they don't earn money on consoles is is not quite right because it's the first couple of years that they don't generally because right. of the price of exactly. all the parts that they have. Yes, um, that's exactly what I mean. Um, yeah. And I just think, well, I think a lot of things, but... I just think there's more to be uh, award, rewarded, awarded to us as a, a cohesive public than to be dividing ourselves up into sections. And, yeah. you know, I do wonder, because uh, I haven't thought about the PC Master Race in a very long time. Ugh, the PC Master Race. Yeah, but I do wonder, those that used to post in that subreddit, yeah. That's like 10 years ago? Frick. Um, oh, my wow. goodness. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, like, I wonder, where are they now, you know? Yeah. Are, are they still that vitriolic? Did they grow out of it? Are they more vitriolic, uh, you know, as things have progressed? Um, are they console lovers now, you know? Uh, because mm. that was the first toxic fan base I was ever introduced to. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It really, it it was very, very, it was just not a good vibe. No. It just wasn't. It, it wasn't. I remember that toxic fan base oh. from many, many years ago. And I'll call a small story here. Mm-hmm. I used to go and play Unreal Tournament <laughs> in a, uh, in a um, oh, what do you call it? In an internet cafe, but right? in my local town. Oh, my gosh. This is back in, like, the early 2000s. Yes, and- uh, kids out there there actually used to be internet cafes yes where we we, we would pay a flat fee and we'd go and yeah. play games for a couple of hours or something or you'd yep. have to go and pay to use the internet yeah this is more um, starbucks but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh i would go in there to play unreal tournament they had it on most computers in there and they'd get right. a load of people together for some land games which Absolutely. was amazing there. yeah so me and the two people that I was with at the time, I mean, they played a bit more on PC, but I never really did. So I didn't get used to mouse and keyboard like they did. Right. And uh, I was basically being told that I was just nothing but a noob and a loser oh, because gosh, I yes. couldn't play because I couldn't play it. And this guy that um, this guy who ran the internet cafe, he was on there quite a lot, and he was quite a good player to be fair. Mm-hmm. And he used to like berate people for for what he would say you suck and stuff like that and you know the you. usual and oh i pwned you <laughs> l- lel you know i am elite oh 
my god. You know, sort of thing, you know. Oh, Rufflecopter. Oh my god. Oh, the Rufflecopters. <laughs> like, to be fair, he didn't particularly like the fact that I got the sweetest headshot on him one day. Uh, he, he was not happy. But anyway, so that was a fun one. But I did want to mention something that was mentioned on Twitter to me the other day. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this out to you because this is... I, I thought this was uh, the stupidest... I don't know why it's just moved itself, but this is the stupidest hot take I've ever seen. Sure. Probably. And this comes from... as courtesy of IGN. Oh, really? Let's just say. Okay. So, so the person who put it up, I'm not going to mention their Twitter handle. Uh, so they put... So at IGN on their Beyond PlayStation-centric podcast actually sat down and tried to belittle and devalue Xbox Game Pass hiding behind a discussion on the Netflix of gaming and how bad how bad things it is that it promotes the acceptance of mediocrity. I saw that, by the way. Yeah, you saw my response, I guess. Yeah, I did, I did, yes. Okay, so I'll read my response, and I think, yeah. to be honest with you, I was quite angry at the time, mm-hmm. but I was quite... <laughs> I was quite reserved about it, actually, knowing me. Well, I I'm usually am on social media, which is weird. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, so I said, when will people realise that IOGN only do these things to get clicks and it seems yeah. to work every time? A completely deluded and unbelievably stupid take that only ex- excels the myth of the ongoing console wars. And then I put, considering that crossplay exists now and a gif mm-hmm. of Peter Griffin saying, oh my God, who the hell cares? Yep. I did, in fact, see that, um, and of course, I 100% uh, applaud that uh, because you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's what we call having discourse. Yes. Now, discourse is a is a wonderful thing where you can have a differing opinion, but put it in a perfectly reasonable way. Yeah, without personal digs and attacks and yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I could have gone on and said, oh, my God, IGN, you bunch of absolute scumbags. Yeah. Oh, doing yep and boy <laughs> no i made a measured point mm-hmm. said that i believe that ign are discredited because they i mean they haven't been relevant for years if yes. i'm honest yeah and you know i just put the thing down of oh my god who the hell cares because that's how i feel yeah. who the hell does care about this still yeah um i think that you've brought up a very good point uh which is a lot of things, a lot, uh, we're talking any fan base, not just video games, you know, back to mm-hmm. the, the cinema, books, anything. Um, yep. Uh, the media, news media. Yep. They've got to make money. Everyone's got to make a business. money. Exactly. Uh, now, some of us go for the challenge of making money um and it is it's a great challenge it's like a puzzle it's i love it um yeah it's very fun to me it is a game of course yeah it is yeah Uh, a lot of businesses and i would say this happens a lot in the news media they want the quick money yeah um and the best way (laughs) to get people on your side and I am going to use a political example, but I'm going to leave the politics out of it, um, yep. is to rile up people's emotions. Them hate clicks. Exactly. Um, now, I am going to use President Trump, but I'm taking the politics out of it. Uh, yep. 
Go ahead. He likes to make quick money. That's what he's done yeah. his whole life. Um, and one way that he's made quick money that I'm quite, as a businesswoman, I'm, I wished I had this audacity, maybe? Yeah. Um, we'll go with audacity. Yeah. Uh, so we know that plastic, it ain't good. It's no. just not good, you know. Um, and it's the plastic straws, they suck. They're, ha, they suck. They're straws. Ha, ha, ha. They're bad for the environment. They don't biodegrade. Yes, yep. we don't have any good alternatives. I bought this really pretty uh, iridescent metal straw that I love. <laughs> but, yeah, they're reusable. They're brilliant. Yes, and I have a little brush that cleans it out, and I take it with me. Um, Excellent. But I know that not everyone can handle metal, you know, and the paper straws are just stupid. They're just absolutely stupid. But I don't like them either. Ugh. Um, and yeah, okay, maybe we shouldn't use straws. We should just drink like humans. I don't know. That's not the point. <laughs> the point is that I'm trying to make is uh, welcome to late night, Kylie. Um, is that <laughs> Trump sold plastic straws. Yeah. Now, does he, you know, is he, does he really stand behind plastic straws? Probably not. He probably couldn't care less. No, he's just made the money out but of But he made the money because he knew that his his fan base were upset at having to give up their plastic straws. That's a yeah. genius move. I'm sorry, but it is. Um, yeah, it is. I'm not going to disagree with you. And then, so what he's done recently, and, and this all comes back to riling up your, your fan base, um, yeah. is... His big thing has been Space Force. Again, leaving politics out of it. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say it's yeah. a good idea, it's a bad idea. It doesn't matter. It's his thing that he likes. It's what he wants to do. Let's leave him be and let him do it. Yeah. Um, so, on his website, because, again, his fan base will do, I mean, that is his fans. Uh, yeah. They will do whatever he wants them to do. He sells t-shirts that yeah. have Space Force logo on them for $30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Now, I'm a t-shirt maker. they'll buy anything. Yes, exactly. I am a yeah, t-shirt but... maker by trade. $30 yeah. is a huge markup. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And he advertises them as made in the USA, which is a huge thing to uh, that's... US citizens. Yeah, that is quite a big thing because that's one of the reasons why yeah. he got elected was because he wanted to move industry back to America, and he's essentially done that. To be um, fair, that's not taking it. Let's just leave it at that because yeah. of politics and all that. Yeah. Um, so he's made. I forgot. I saw it the other day. Uh, he's made a butt ton, which is an actual actual measurement, by the way. A yeah. Butt ton of money on people's hate and anger. Yeah. That is exactly what keeping the console wars and keeping the rabid fan bases, that's what you're doing. You're putting money into other people's pockets. Yeah. Um, All for the sake of a few hateful words. Exactly. Just um, because you couldn't accept that, you know, 
they did one particular thing with your with with the game that you liked or the movie that you liked or right. the TV show or whatever. You're starting to, to sign petitions online yeah, to get exactly. whole things changed because a few people didn't like it when actually there might be a, a section of that fan base who really liked it. Yeah, well, see, I mean, and I think that Byleth is a very good uh, example of that. Yeah. Most people, I would think, either don't know who that is or just don't care. You know, it's not that big of a deal. But as soon... I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I know who it is and I don't care. Like, yeah. I think it's kind of cool. But I am also, I'm not in the Smash community. I will f- honestly say that. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the uh, video game websites around that knew that if they could stir up trouble they get clicks. then they could make mm-hmm. yeah they get a lot of, and, lot of traffic out of those kinds of things yeah and by extension i hate to say this but it's the truth nintendo gets a lot of free publicity out of controversy. yeah it, there you go it's free free publicity for them yeah because so, mm-hmm. hate hate hateful comments are still publicity because you're still talking about it um, one thing you learn in the media is uh, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> not to go back, but I'm pretty sure Trump has said that before as well. I- I'm sure he um, has too. So uh, the point being, I don't, I mean, we'll kind of wrap this up because uh, yeah. we have some really good listener questions coming up. Um, yeah. Toxic fandom is probably here to stay for a little bit at least until people get bored of it yeah it'll it'll morph into some other you know thing but yeah if you're out there and look we've all done and said things you know when we were younger that we regret um but you know every day's a new day <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you find yourself kind of becoming that kind of toxic fan where you you know dox the devs or even just personally attack them or you know um you know call the SWAT team on them or whatever anything like that needs to stop that's gotta stop that's gotta stop you're not helping anyone you're not changing anything no you're just making all uh you're making the fan base look worse by doing that exactly um i could use an example but it'd be too political just don't do it just just don't i think we've hammered on it long enough i think think won't won't give any more examples yes i think that's better (laughs) yeah we We, have we we have mentioned a fair few yeah we've tried real hard to stay neutral here um because we want this to be a place of happiness (laughs) well not even just that we want it to be a proper discussion rather than it devolving into you you having a differing opinion or me having a differing opinion not to put it one way or the other yeah and one of us just turning around and saying you're a scumbag yes (laughs) that's that's not a discussion that's just wrong yeah i like it when we disagree because i like to hear your point of view i i I just i like it i can't help it yeah um yeah we we disagree about a fair few things i I mean i don't think fallout new vegas is that great (laughs) of a game but i'm not wrong and i think you're wrong (laughs) of course yeah but that's where what a differing of opinion is and i could say my reasons for it is because it's made by bethesda it doesn't (laughs) kind of you know obsidian did make it Mm -hmm. it, yes it 
it didn't come out in a good state, but no, it well, didn't. You know, it got it got improved, but well, and see, that, and that that's another thing. Um, I can fully agree. Uh, you know, usually when when it's a, a logical, cogent argument that's put forward, I can agree that when yeah. New Vegas was released, it was a pile of crap. It was buggy as crap. Yeah, um, but you know. And that's okay. I'm not like seeding my my uh, stance. You know, it's okay to freaking agree to disagree. Uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're, it's not like you're writing a hate letter to me in your own blood, <laughs> ready to send it. That's no, a bit far. I've never sent it. <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> when till episode thirty? <laughs> but yes, we'll we'll move quickly on uh, to shall. the listener questions, just because they're really good. Yeah, they are fantastic, <sighs> and I'm I'm going to take one to start with here sure. because I want to. I I love this question. So this comes courtesy of our old friend Llama Fluff Forty Two, Mister Thomas himself. Yes, and back back again with another question. So. Have you ever suffered from a bout of gaming fatigue? You know the feeling, pilers of games with no inclination to play anything. What was the game that broke that broke through and got you playing again? This is a great question. That is a really, really good one. Gaming fatigue is a horrible, horrible thing. Like, it is. There's yeah. been quite a few times over the years where I've literally just sat there and gone, I've got all these games I'm looking at and I cannot play any of them. Yep. You know, it might be that I'll put something on for a couple of minutes and oh, then yeah, go. Just, I really don't want to play this, yeah. and then and then I'll put something else on. I'll go. I'm really mm-hmm. not feeling it, so I'm clearly not feeling playing any games at that time. Mm-hmm. So, but um, this actually happened quite recently to me. Right. And I would say last. I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is around about the time after Smash Brothers had come out. I was. Uh, I, it was the first review that I had ever written. Um, oh, wow. So, well, in a professional manner mm-hmm. anyway, let's right. just say. So um, I kind of burnt myself out playing Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, I did everything over a weekend and then had to write it all up. And it was quite a grind, if I'm honest. Right. So when it came to the new year, so this was 2019, mm-hmm. uh, I suffered with gaming fatigue for a good, probably a couple of months, actually. Um, right. where I just could not pick anything up, whether it be the Switch or my PlayStation. I had so many games ready there and waiting to play. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't want to play any of them. I'd load a yeah. game up, two minutes, done. Just had no inclination to keep going. So Absolutely. the game that brought the game that brought it out for me yes. was Tetris 99. Oh, wow. And I, I so, know how much you like that game. That is neat. Yeah, so when that got announced on the Nintendo Direct and it was there, I was unemployed, mm-hmm. unhappy, very miserable in my own life at that point. Uh, it got announced and released that day that I literally picked my Switch up, downloaded it, and I played it for two and a half hours, and that's what broke the mold for me. That's excellent. I really thought you were going to say some former Street Fighters. <laughs> I'm pleasantly surprised you said it was Tetris. That's yeah, excellent. and that's why I generally have a lot of love for that game and why yeah. it was my game in 2019 more than anything. Oh. Yeah. What about um, you? Mine is just a tad bit earlier by a few months than, than yours, mm-hmm. my gaming fatigue. Um, Fallout 4 had been out 
and I had modded it, but yep. it, it, it hadn't, the mods hadn't gotten to the point where I wanted them to be. That would come a few months later. Um, mm-hmm. And I was going through a tough time just in life in general. Um, yep. And I could not, I, I same thing. I, I, I would start into a game and then I would just, I can't do it, you know? Um, and at that time as well, I, I used to be very much, or I still am very much into Let's Players on YouTube. Um, yep. And I stopped watching games. I would yeah. look at my library, same thing. I just, why, why, why? The game that did it for me was <laughs> at November of 2018, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Ooh, okay. The funny thing about that one, well, okay, I had forced myself into reviewing a game uh, before that. Yeah. I think it was the first. It might have been the first one I reviewed for Rapid Reviews uh, UK. Okay. Um, oh, forgot what it's called. That shows you how much I cared about it. But <laughs> I, it, I was not connected to the game like emotionally. Yeah. It was very just this is a job I'm doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I was completely burned out. Red yep. Dead came out, and I got it on first day of release, which I don't normally do, but I just, something in me said, just just do it, you know? It connected with you enough to want to go and do it. Yeah, and I have said this before. The first three hours, I was like, I'm going to turn this off. I'm going to shut this off. It's not going anywhere. It's slow. It's meandering. And it's about snow. And I hate cold weather. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then after that three-hour mark where you get a little bit more uh, open world stuff, um, just all of a sudden, it just just all came flooding back. And yeah, it was the same exact thing. It just... It was like just breathing again. It was like this. This is what I love, and I yeah yeah. I was right back to gaming for hours a day, every day for of know, course. A good two months, I think. Um, yeah, and then it's just been. I, I haven't really had any fatigue since then. It's been great. No, mm-hmm. no, I can't say I've actually suffered with fatigue since then. But there are the odd day here and there where I just yeah. don't feel like playing something. But it's very few and far between nowadays. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm always playing something on my lunch break on my Switch if I'm yeah. not, not talking to someone that is, of course, because right. I'm, I'm not a weirdo. Um, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm, I, I just, yeah, it, I'm it's very easy to get, you know, to get yourself burnt out. And we said yeah. this about it earlier on with the you got this section. To, mm-hmm. You can burn yourself out on anything. And yes. Gaming is another one of those things that if you do it too much, like, you can just you can burn yourself out so you just yeah. need to take a bit of a rest at times yeah. and sometimes having a month off without playing anything could be nice because you you might discover something you enjoy that you you didn't think you would like going to the movies or you know watching a tv show or i don't know if you're a weeb you know you might <laughs> might w- watching a new, new anime who knows there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> no i didn't say there was anything wrong with it ah <laughs> uh. But you know what's funny though, and then we'll Go move on. on to the next one is yep. uh, anime is one of those things too for me. I love yeah. anime and I have loved and been obsessed with it since I was about seven. 
Yep. And um, uh, because you used to could only watch it on the Sci-Fi Channel back in the U.S. Yeah. And uh, you know, so it was very rare. But anyway, so but there are times <laughs> I will just burn out on it. Of and course. Can't watch it. So I think it's just kind of like what you're saying. You can fatigue on anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Just take a break from it, and yeah. Yeah, fun, funnily enough, I got fatigued despite the fact of um, how much I love the show. I actually fatigued myself watching Frasier. I would do that too. Well, there's 11 seasons of that show and Holy 22 crap. episodes. Yeah, it's like 22 Holy episodes crap. per season. There's a lot of episodes to get through. Oh my gosh. So I was, uh, they used, basically on UK TV, they used to play it every morning. I think there was about three or four right. uh, a day. So I'd just oh, put wow. them on uh, like record and just watch them when I come home from work. Right. And when you've done that for like nearly a month straight, you're just like, oh, I can't, I don't yeah. know if I can do any more. Yeah. Um, and now I own the box set, so I can just do it whenever I please. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I actually have one series because I don't really watch TV. You don't have the. I just can't yeah. sit still. Um, although I'm sitting still and recording this podcast for like three hours. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. You're probably shuffling on your seat. Oh, I'm. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm. I'm constantly moving. I'm always <laughs> wondering if you can hear me. Um, and then my sometimes. chair spins, so sometimes I'll spin in my chair. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I did that with a TV series. Uh, one of my favorite TV series is a really, really, really old uh, American show called MASH. Um, oh, yeah, MASH. And it's like it's like 12 seasons or something. It's There's a lot of episodes of that. Long. Yeah. And it's very, like, it starts one way, and then by the last season is a completely different show. Um, yeah. But I really like it, and then... But it's kind of the same thing. You get about halfway through and you're like, I have to step away from this. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. But, okay. okay. So We're going to move on to the next question. Yes. So I'll let you take this one. Yes. Which one do you want to pick? Oh, it's not going to be a surprise. If you could have... Oh, this one comes from our wonderful friend of the show, Jen. <laughs> yeah. Who is at lady underscore sugar cube on Twitter. Definitely yep. follow her. Um, she is very much uh, video game centric, and uh, you know she's got good good content, as they say. Yes. Um, okay. If you could have one video game character as your best friend, or slash and your brother or sister, who would who would you pick? Now, good question. That is a good question. That was a bit difficult for me. Yeah. Because I'll do my funny one first. Well, okay. they're both funny. But, I mean, Master Chief would be my best friend ever. But I wouldn't want him would. I wouldn't want him to be my brother. <laughs> that would be gross. That would be weird. <laughs> that would be very weird. Um, mm. But I can hang with Master Chief. He's my best friend. <laughs> and I can live in his head and be blue. And All right, Cortana. Call myself Cortana, and it would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, you know who I always wanted as a best friend? Um, yeah. Is Yoshi. I, oh, of course. Green, green Yoshi. I mean, um, I... I love, you know, all the other Yoshis, especially the flying one. What is that, red? No. Which one's flying Yoshi? 
I have just I'm, blanked I'm, out. I'm literally going to let you let you mull over this one and see if you can get it. Okay. Blue is the water Yoshi, right? Nope. Is blue the flying one? Yep. Who's... Oh, yellow's the so, water yellow, one. Yellow... No. There is no such thing as a water one, actually. Well, if I'm going by one? Mario World... Well, so, okay. In Mario World, the blue one is found underwater. Oh, that... Okay. But oh. is the one that, if you eat any shell, can oh, make fly. you fly. Um, the funny. red one is the one that shoots out yeah. fire, regardless of what shell you eat. Exactly. And the yellow one causes an instant ground pound when you're holding a shell. Oh, okay. I never really... Yeah, I never really rode the yellow one. Um, so the blue one's the one yeah, I was thinking you, about. Yeah, you have one yellow one in one of the special worlds, I think, where you get yeah. them. You've got to... Um, You've got to get the uh, Lakutu to throw out enough coins for you mm-hmm. to eat, grow large. Yes. Um, yeah, Damn, I but memorize that yeah, game. <laughs> really, have. I'm so glad though because I blanked there because you do you get Yoshi under or blue Yoshi underwater. So I just my brain was like blue Yoshi, yeah. blue water underwater. Uh, he's yeah. water. I, well, of course, I, there's did, no water Yoshi. Of course. <laughs> And did you know that actually that star man that comes down from there, mm-hmm. if you let Yoshi eat it, will instantly grow yes. big. Yes, yes, that was always Good. my goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you shouldn't know actually because you can you can get loads of well, star men along the way by doing. Yeah. Like, if you grab it, you can get another star man, and you just get him to like, pretty much eat everything along the way anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but for for the way I had to finish that level i'd always get the star first and yeah, then, yeah yeah it makes sense but if i was um if i just wanted to blue yoshi and i'd already completed the level i would do that and then just oh back right out. yes yep 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 oh god i love yeah. that game anyway so <laughs> ultimately yes i always wanted yoshi green yoshi as my best friend he just he's yeah. just cool man i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you there i'd have yoshi as best friend yeah be awesome it would be very but- awesome I don't know if I wanted to have a uh, if I wanted to have a really cool brother. Mm-hmm. Solid Snake. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! If Solid Snake is your brother, then that aren't you psycho? <laughs> no, it makes me liquid or, or solid. Yeah. Yeah. Liquid. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, that would make you. <laughs> I just. I literally just want him to wake me up and just go, Metal Gear. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is a good answer. I love that. That's great. I should have thought of someone that had a brother or sister. <laughs> yeah, because then that makes me the evil one. Yes, it does. Exactly. <laughs> it also it depends on which one I wanted to choose, whether or not well, I wanted to choose Liquid or Solidus. Right. Because if yeah. I chose Solidus, my name would be George Sears and I'd be president. <laughs> For a small stink. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Ah, now that, that's, that that's yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so you can take the last one, which is good. Uh, They're all good. This week is. They are really fantastic yeah. again. So uh, yeah, thank you, Jen, for that question. That was yes. brilliant. Um, well, at two D Mike three D on Twitter. Thank you again. He still clearly hasn't listened because no. it's another evil question. It's a very multi-level question. That yeah, it's a thinker. Okay. I love it though. This this is a real the real thinking man's or thinking ladies question. Yes, yes. So, 
What's your favorite video game story? Don't include the ones that are fundamentally about the narrative and environment. Talking more on the no story. And the other way around, favorite narrative driven game with very little story. Now, see, here's the problem with this. I'm going to interrupt for just a second. Both you and I have stated several times we are narrative driven people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to let you take this one because... <laughs> You're evil. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Fine. Mm, narrative and environment, on-the-nose stories. Favourite video game story that's more on-the-nose. <laughs> Lemmings. <laughs> I guess it is kind of a story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The, the escape... How do you yeah. escape the world? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and how, how many people do you have to suicide before, <laughs> you know, you save a whole colony? That's, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Lemmings is deeper than I thought. <laughs> it's a bit too deep. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, that is actually, that is actually a funny, funny thing. Um... <laughs> Well, okay, so as far as fundamentally not about narrative, but on the nose story, um, yeah. for me, it's very easy. Um, it's just Sonic. Um, yeah. The original I, Sonic, I, yeah. I actually thought you probably would mention Sonic, to be yeah. fair. I, I, mean, I was close to doing it myself. Yeah, because, I mean, it's there's obviously no narrative, but at the same time, he's rescuing all the little animals that have been yeah. turned into bad guys. And... Um, and then at yeah. the end, when he jumps on the thing and all the little animals go flying out, mm. I love that. That is one of the most satisfying moments in, in video game. Of course. It's just chomping on that button and poof, all the yeah. way. And then you can you can take Sonic and push him to the very, very edge of the button, and he'll like... Uh, oh, yeah, he'll teeter over the edge. Yeah, and sort he'll like raise his arms like up like, oh, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've always liked that sprite where you get too close to an edge, like even before, yes. like not not on the spring, but when you get close to an edge and his arms just go around in a circle. Yeah, and you just leave them there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I will mention another one for mm -hmm. on the nose stories. So not not a very good one because okay. I, I go amiss without mentioning Mario, of course. Oh yes, yes. Only because I think this one is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Because in the instruction manual. To the original Mario Super Mario Brothers, mm -hmm. it is stated that the question mark blocks are actually toads. Really? They are the the residents of the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh so therefore, goodness. by Mario walking along and hitting those blocks, he is killing the oh. residents of the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom. So yeah, Mario is actually a mass murderer, and actually <laughs> Bowser is the liberator. Actually, I I did uh, watch a uh, a YouTube like you know uh, video. I'd like to see the alternate ways people think of things. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, and uh, I and that is what I've always read is or I one of the interesting things I've always seen is how Bowser's yeah. actually the good guy. Um, yeah. But I like that because I always like I like that kind of stuff. But. Yeah, and and actually, you have to think about it like this, right? Mm -hmm. Mario is an illegal immigrant who invades a land and takes over the place. <laughs> exactly. 
and, and then there's always been the the thing that that people have long said, which is, uh, if Peach didn't want to, didn't enjoy being kidnapped by Bowser, why would she keep getting kidnapped? Yeah, because she's very powerful <laughs> and very strong on her yeah. own. She could, yeah, she doesn't she need could take Mario to save her at yeah. all. So, yeah, so I've always kind of liked that. <laughs> I think I think it's just Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Some people do think that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, all right. So, favorite narrative-driven game with very little story. That's a tough one. That is because most narrative games have got far too much story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. How about this one then? Mm-hmm. For a game that game that we both absolutely love mm-hmm. yes it is quite light in story okay undertale oh oh good choice yes absolutely um yeah you're right because it's not it's not no, story it's a, driven. it's, it's yeah. a powerful story but there isn't that much right no there is just very quite little. simplistic it's just enough mm-hmm. to get you through the game yeah Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that. Um, in the same vein, I guess mine would be um, <laughs> Maniac Mansion, believe it or not. Um, nice. Yeah, because there's a story there, but you don't know it. Um, you don't know it till after you're done and you've hmm. hit the ending, but it's very narrative driven because the only way you can know anything's happening is when, you know, whichever character you're playing of the the, the five teens or whatever, uh, is yeah. they're talking through it. Yep. Or even when you get, you know, caught by the uh, the bad people, <laughs> Edna and all that, yeah. um, you know, the only way you know anything's happening is because they're narrating it, because they're dictating, you know. Yeah. So, um Awesome. Yeah, I'd say that. I like Maniac Mansion. <laughs> That's a good game. Yeah, I like all of the LucasArts uh, mm. games from that time. Uh, we won't go into Monkey Island because I, lo- <laughs> I love Monkey Island. Of course, of course but you it's do. It's so hard to go back and play that uh, now. I know, it is, very much. Uh, but I will say, uh, totally, this is totally going off as we usually do. Um mm. There is a uh, YouTube video. I couldn't tell you the name of it, but it does all of the Monkey Island music, like yep. a sample of it, all the way from its first incarnation to uh, like CD quality. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just fascinated by that video because it just goes uh, through that all the different. That sounds tech. amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's fair, very I- cool. I quite like that when they when they've done it over the years with the Final yeah. Fantasy battle music yes. and the advance from like NES yes. to SNES PlayStation and all that. It's exactly in that same vein, so it's very cool. I yeah. love those videos. Yeah. Anyway, so that's gonna do it for yeah. today. Absolutely. This week. Yep. Um, our late night session. <laughs> yeah, this is a late night session. Yeah. Rapid reviews nights. Um, but, um, <laughs> That's a totally different podcast. <laughs> uh, so we're glad you stopped by. Um, we love it when, you know, people listen and when they reach out, uh, you know, give us your feedback. Let us know what you'd like to hear and yep. uh, any topics you'd like us to talk about. We're not afraid to tackle anything. Um, no, we're not. No. Not even you toxic, toxic <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. And... Uh, 
you know, always the listener questions just have gotten they get amazing, more amazing each week, which I did not yeah, think was possible. I, I'm so impressed by the amount, the <laughs> questions that we do get and how unbelievably, like, head-scratching they are for a good few days. It's I like, oh. I love what? it. Yes. Um, I did yeah. kind of miss that we didn't have a food question this week. <laughs> the what, sorry? We didn't have a food question this week. Um, I did miss that one, actually, yeah. but... We'll give it a couple of weeks. We might get another one back. Yeah. Um, But if you want to check us out, um, definitely stop by www.rapidreviewsuk.com for this week's reviews. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we're always on Twitter. You can either get our main podcast podcast (laughs) our main (laughs) uh Twitter identity at Rapid Reviews UK. Remember tweet to mike that you want to yeah see the screenshot of his mistake email it's yeah so good <laughs> it's good yeah you should definitely tweet at him yes please do um <laughs> and then if you want to follow just us it's at rr radio pod um you can submit yep. questions there i promise i will start interacting more on that one um i this whole <laughs> I know, I've been saying that for weeks, but this whole convention thing has just got my brain just... Yeah, I, I know. Don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. But see, here, here's a little behind-the-scenes thing that, that you guys don't know. Uh, when Pete and I talked about doing this, I was supposed to take on the social media aspect. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that has yet to happen. So. This, it, this does feel like a one-person podcast in terms of the organization. I was going to say, pretty much Pete has literally handled just about, I would give him a good 97% of everything. Look, I can't help it. We'll get to Thursday and I'm like, oh, God, I haven't put the tweet out yet. So I just take it and just do it. Uh, but it, I will, I, I want to start posting up memes and getting some feedback from you guys and asking questions yeah. and stuff um i just i gotta get this probably this week over with just get over and done with um of course but if they want to find you where can they find you so they can find me on the hellhole that is twitter <laughs> uh at pete beckett one and that's b-e-c-k-e-t-t and where can they find you on that on that place on that wonderful twitter verse at Kylie Tagreet, which is K-I-L-A-Y-T-E-H-G-R-E-E-T, um, where I am currently twwittering about autism and uh, the, the Which is a very world. interesting, it's a very interesting thread usually. Yeah, um, I have uh, a lot of the autistic community, they join in on the discussions and it's, it's just good that if, if you're on the other side of the coin to have a look in how our brains work. Um, I've I have, and I've learned so much from it. It's really neat. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I enjoy it. But, um, oh, and I forgot. I almost forgot. No, there's two things I almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Always. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at the Rapid Reviews UK Facebook page. Um, mm-hmm. And... We also have a new email, uh, which again, you can email us questions, uh, questions to ask on air, uh, topics you'd like to hear from us, or just randomness. Uh, yeah, you can send us anything on there, I don't care. Exactly. Um, which is podcast at rapidreviewsuk.com. Excellent. Uh, so that wraps, 
that wraps up all of that side of things. Yes. So that leaves only one thing left. So, Pete. Yep. Hit us with the game fact. Okay. So this game fact comes courtesy of the company Naughty Dog. Oh, yay. Yeah. So uh, around about the time of 1995 to 1996, that might ring a few bells for a few people, was around about the time that Crash Bandicoot was being made. Mm -hmm. Did you know that before they finalized the design of Crash Bandicoot himself, they used a placeholder image? Okay. But they actually codenamed the game the Sonic's Ass Game. (laughs) Because the way the camera angle was, you would always be staring at his ass. That is, uh, that will wrap us up. And that is fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I will be giggling about that all week. Uh, thank Good. you guys for stopping by. And uh, we can't wait to see you next week. So we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Bye.